I was actually in the middle of filming in Glasgow for the BBC whilst um, a lockdown happened, so the series got banned. Um, so then I'm just like, okay, well, now what do I do? Well, all of a sudden, all of these churches are like, oh my goodness, we need to put things online. We need someone to share a message. We need someone to do a kid's Bible story. We need this, that, and the other. And so I'm getting all these messages saying, Gemma, can you do this? Gemma, can you do that? And I'm just like, again, sat here in our spare bedroom and I've like broadcast around the world <laughs> over the last nine months, just yeah. sat on a futon, <laughs> like in a spare room. <laughs> Yo, Ryan Hartley here from the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. Welcome to the interview sessions where I put my curious questions to inspiring people with one goal in mind, to help you grow in your heart and in your mind in some way. You will recognize today's guest. It is Gemma Hunt returning from episode eight. It's been a good couple of years. It's been amazing to have Gemma come back and spend time on the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast she came and spent some time with our master heart and mind leaders during the summer last year as well and i know that they were massively inspired um, by spending time with her i hope you feel the same uh, we dive into a number of things ranging from her work with the bbc um, on on songs of praise as well and her her time on with alpha which is all about helping people ask those big questions about faith and and Jesus and and walking on that journey, providing space for people to ask those questions. Uh, it's definitely something that I didn't do. I didn't create space for those questions the first time Gemma came on. Uh, and as I've grown in my own heart and mind in my journey, I'm now in a position where I can entertain those questions, the bigger questions about faith, love, hope, meaning, I hope that this inspires you to continue asking those big questions in your life in some way. Thank you to our great friends at Web Creation. Head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at sensible prices. And if you're not a member of our Facebook community yet, come and join us. We are always better than yesterday on Facebook. Come and search us out, come and grow together. It'll be our honor and privilege to connect with you there. If you like, watching uh, instead of listening head to our youtube where you can catch this interview too that's enough from me let's dive in with episode 111 with Gemma hunt always love Gemma, welcome back to the always better than yesterday podcast you were on a couple of years back episode eight and here's the thing right this is a small victory right it is probably the well, it is the most viewed interview session on my YouTube. So people are loving you. So I'm really glad, really glad to have you back. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Thank you for having me back. I can't believe it's been a couple of years. I know, right? It's been crazy. Um, and it's been a crazy year as well. And we were just talking off air just then about it's a nice, uh, for, for our watchers and our listeners, we're recording this on, on Christmas Eve. So it's a nice time for us to look back at what's been a very interesting year and um yeah like have you been at like it's a very broad question but how have have you been the last couple of years since you came on oh yeah okay it's been uh, an interesting couple of years i suppose with highs and lows before the last nine months i think career-wise family-wise it's all just been a little bit like just juggling like we all are um but yeah, yeah. doing okay i can't complain really i feel like we've got to this point 
in life and doing okay and content. So yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, I love that. And I also want to say thank you for taking your time out uh, earlier in the year to join our Master Heart and Mind Leadership Group as well. Like the team love being around you. It was like you've got a natural positive energy. Maybe it's not natural. Maybe you work on it, but you've got this wonderful energy and vibe. But there was also the side to you that was um, that was honest and was real. And, you know, we were all going through the middle of lockdown. I think the team really really valued the kind of wisdom that you brought to that conversation oh that's good and that is encouraging to me because I've definitely got to a point in my life and in my career where I just feel like being honest is the best thing mm. um sometimes we do have to choose our words carefully depending on the company which we're in sure. but I feel like people often put those of us that are in the public eye on a pedestal and and I quite like to sort of shatter that illusion occasionally <laughs> just show that we are so real I'm most real I can be and be transparent because I think even for me scrolling through Instagram or other social medias you think oh everyone's got it all together and Mm. it looks so great and life's wonderful and you know we often put on a front because we need to protect ourselves but equally I think showing those cracks showing those vulnerabilities Mm. actually give other people hope and also permission to be able to feel the same way because that's one thing that I think that I aspire to those that have got it all together and like yeah but do they yeah Uh, not totally sure they do (laughs) And and I think people love it when they see that everything isn't the way that they think it is because um you know parenting for me specifically you know it's um it's a game changer and it's it's really difficult and I was speaking to someone only yesterday they were like are your kids excited for Christmas? How are they? And I'm like, they're killing each other. <laughs> they are loving each other one minute and they're killing each other. And we both looked at each other as if to say, oh, thank Lord, it's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And um, I think the one thing that I found really interesting is that um, in my own journey is that um, I sidestepped a lot of conversations around faith la- uh, last time that you were on. It was like I had an awareness that you were involved in the church, not quite as aware as, you know, the prominence that you you have within the, the church, particularly with Alpha. And I sidestepped a lot of that because I just wasn't in that headspace, heart space. And um, yeah, I've had a, you know, Jesus was knocking on my door for a long time and and I kind of let him in last year and I'd love to kind of dedicate some of some of this time together to kind of dive into that space, if you will. And um, I'd just love to know or or at least help our listeners understand what Alpha is. And I think 2021 and is going to be a, a huge time for if they haven't already discovered faith throughout 2020. Um, yeah. What's your what's your kind of view on what the world needs right now? It's a very, again, a broad question, but. How can people find faith? I think everybody needs hope right Mm. now. We all just need something to hold on to, to get us through this season. And for me, hope is a person and that person is Jesus. And I don't know how people are managing without that crutch, without that backbone that for me is my faith in Jesus. Because it is so tough, even with my faith in Jesus, it's tough. So having that as something that is so prominent in my life, I depend on that. I make choices based on my faith. 
I am who I am because of my faith and I'm trying to be better every day because of my faith and that's not saying that people that don't have faith aren't doing all those things or being all those things but for me I don't know how else to do it and so I feel, feel like Jesus is this incredible role model who was so incredibly loving and kind and generous feisty very powerful in his words and, and he loved very well and um, he he stood up for what he knew was right and and I think in a, in a world where there is often very little integrity I feel like the position that I have in the media in my my community and my family I still need to try and have that integrity that Jesus had because he led a life that was just full of great examples of how we can be good and be better and mm. and how we can help other people to get to those places too therefore making the world a much nicer place to live in and so my faith is it's so who I am right now mm. and who I have been for a long time so I grew up going to a Baptist church in Trowbridge in Wiltshire yeah. Yeah. Uh, down where you are <laughs> and um and I just had a real sense of this guy Jesus like again like you said kind of knocking on the door kind of getting at yeah, you yeah. And, and I just I had to resist because I felt like fighting it was more tiring than actually resisting and then being flooded with love and peace yeah. and, and and the contentment and it's because it's not like being happy because happy and contentment and joy are very different and I feel like I had a deep joy a contentment even when I'm unhappy <laughs> weirdly which yeah. is reassuring to be able to have that and so having hope that especially in this season that we're in because mm. it is a season it will pass but we will learn from this season and mm. much like seasons it might come back again as we're kind of finding at the moment and so we've learned throughout the last nine months how to now deal with these current situations these current times and but having that hope knowing that Jesus is there, mm. tangible, something I can see, something I can feel, something that I can project. It's, it's just reassuring. And mm. so having been part of like Alpha, like you mentioned, which is a brilliant course, which has now, much to Nikki Gumbel's surprise, been shifted online and is so successful mm -hmm. he even thinks now that it's more successful that it's online than it was when it was mm -hmm. face to face because mm -hmm. so many of us have got questions about faith and life and meaning we don't want to have those difficult conversations or some of us do and we really <laughs> want to have the conversation. and so sometimes face to face isn't always the mm -hmm. best most convenient way to do it so to be able to do it now online people are safe because they're in their homes they can turn their mm. cameras off if they are feeling uncomfortable or awkward. They can mute themselves if their discussions get heated, you know, all these things that we yeah. couldn't do in real life. Yeah. And so I feel like people are now able to do it. And, and people that have resisted going along to an alpha course before kind of don't have much of an excuse. <laughs> mm, yeah. Do it it's, like it's, our family life. 
it's amazing and, and i um and i did an online alpha course during during lockdown so through west Wales vineyard and um through james green i think you know james and uh so shout out to james he he took he he was the the, uh, the leader of, of that and uh, took us through and yeah there was a few of us from the local community but we also have people from further away who wouldn't have been able to journey with us in that way if it had been face to face so it was uh, yeah it was it was nice to be a guinea pig really it was a case of okay let's just see how it goes and um, yeah. just brings a different space to it doesn't it and it is funny because you know my my wife did an alpha course about 18 months ago and I was just like, I'm not, I'm not for this. Like, I'm a man of science and I, the character of Jesus, like I, I really admired his, his character and his leadership. And so I already accepted him for, for the character that he was, but I was a man of science and it was not until I went to kind of big church day out and um, it really kind of shattered my perceptions of what it looks like being a Christian. I'd never grown up seeing people like me with faith it was always that kind of building with a steeple it was always the rows of seats and it was always that awkwardness at the end where people would say peace be with you and, and I just it was just not it just it was that's, that didn't feel like me so but then I start surrounding myself with people like James who's wearing a denim jacket and a cool haircut I start interviewing cool people like yourself and and I've got loads of friends in America who I've interviewed before and all Christians and, and it's not until I, I watched the episode um, of Alpha where it's talked about the Council of Saints I'm like people have been surrounding me for a long time like people have been subtly influencing me for a very very long time and yeah and, and I just want to thank you for being part of that you're one of my saints for sure. It's been a real pleasure to be a part of your journey because I remember our first conversations and there was just something in me that I thought ah, oh, I know that I could really just sense that you were searching for something and you weren't entirely sure what or you just weren't brave enough to step out at that time and then so the kind of text that we've had to and fro over the last couple of years and <laughs> I just feel like it's been a real privilege to journey this with you and mm. I am so delighted as I know your wife is and many of your friends are um yeah so I'm it's it's, it's just it fills me with so much joy to see yeah your journey because it is real mm. and I think it's very current and I think that a lot of people are feeling how you felt mm. and so this is another opportunity for hope it's interesting yeah and, and the one thing I was not searching for was Jesus I can tell you that right now <laughs> he searched me out and and I uh in in June on Father's Day kind of let him in but um yeah, that was a that was a heart experience. I think I think the benefit I had is that I had a heart experience and my mind would never have understood that. And I think if I had tried to persist understanding it intellectually, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. Um, and, and it's interesting you say the word hope. You know, many Christians have like in their bios their life verse, don't they? And um, I quit my job in in November and. Um, I just I never really had a prayer life but I just look I just, is this what I'm supposed to be doing like help me and within 48 hours I got sent reference to Jeremiah 29 11 twice which is exactly what you're saying is about you know plans to give you hope and a future and it's like right I'm listening <laughs> oh yeah because it also says plans to prosper you and who doesn't want to be prosperous especially in this 100% are losing work <laughs> you know and and surrender has never been my favorite idea like you know i i've 
growing up single parent family my mum has been the epitome of kind of resilience and independence and I ain't asking for help <laughs> so surrender I don't know how do you find is surrender something you've had to learn or is it something that you've oh. grown up with naturally no I'm exactly the same as you grown up um, in parent family I mean, my dad was around but my mum pretty much raised me just again down the road from you and yeah. um, and and she is fiercely independent and that is something that she has definitely instilled in me to be able to thrive and survive mm. in the big wide world and so then <laughs> meeting my husband whoo, that has been a battle to be able to give up some <laughs> independent woman that I've uh, (laughs) alongside Destiny's child trying to feel like Mm. I've got it all together and doing my own thing and it's hard and we've been married for over six years now and I'm it's a it's a daily choice (laughs) to try (laughs) to try and surrender and I'm sure he's probably getting ready next door like listening and like nodding (laughs) because it's, it's it's a daily thing and I know that I need to be better at that in terms of my marriage relationship but in terms of surrendering to God, oh, like in a way, I'm just like, do you know what? Have it. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't carry this anymore. Yeah. Or the things that I have carried that I'm still trying to like let go of. He, it's kind of a, even though I'm holding things really tightly, it's kind of like his hand is just is there, just waiting for the release. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I do, like eventually, like okay, you can have that. And like he, he's got it. I'm like oh okay why was I resisting so much and I mean it's easier said than done and often for those that are going through situations hearing things like this you just think oh it's a bit twee and like yeah it's lovely and I like that but I can't do that and it's I'm not saying that the things that I've had to surrender have been easy there have been some things that have been a massive sacrifice mm. but also things that have been really good for me to be able to give up and it's only once you've given them up, kind of gone through that grieving process, had a bit of time to heal. And then in retrospect, you're like, oh, that's why I had to give that up. It was really destroying me. And it's it's not easy because often we hold on to those things that are painful because they're like a comfort or they're like a trophy. I've been hurt. I've been damaged. I'm going to carry this resentment and this bitterness because you've really hurt me. I'm going to hold on to this. But eventually it's like, we talk about in Alphys like well it's like having the whole like drinking the poison hoping the person that's going to hurt you is going to die actually no you're the one that's dying Mm -hmm. and so like no you've got to let that go because you need life Mm -hmm. you need to release yourself to be free from those things and it doesn't happen quickly and even when you come to faith it still doesn't happen quickly it's a journey but then you're in a, in a safe place. You're surrounded by people who are your cheerleaders. They're championing you on to mm. get better, to feel freer, to live a life that is wholesome, that is free, because you are redeemed. You can start again. It's like, when do we ever get a chance to start again? You know, we can like control, alt, delete our lives by coming to know Jesus. <laughs> like, why would we not do that? It's, it's mm. like the best way to, to start again. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I love that. And, um, I think one of the the key things that we talked about um, a couple of years back was this sense of doing what you love. And, you know, Peter talks about the gifts that we have, we're meant to serve others with them. And, you know, I think that's one thing that you've, you've really been able to do throughout your career is use your gift for, 
I guess, would you call it entertainment? I remember you sharing a very specific story about entertaining at a party. You know, how have you had to adapt over the last year? Maybe things have been different. I'm, I don't know. Maybe maybe your career has has been able to continue in, in lockdown. But what, what's kind of changed about the way that you're trying to use your gifts and, and your talents this year? I think for me, I had a prophetic word. So a mm. word from God that came through a person when I was 16 at a youth conference called Soul Survivor, which used to meet down in Shepton Mallet. And this word was that I would be salt and light in the dark place of the media. And salt brings flavour mm. and light illuminates the dark places. And so having this word when I was 16, I was like, okay, this is pretty epic to be able to go mm. into the, the world of the media, the secular world where God often is absent and bring Jesus, bring God into that. And so going to be able to do that kind of thing was daunting, but knowing that God had called me into that, I felt like that was what I was meant to do. And he has given me all the tools and all the opportunities along the way to be able to fulfill that, which is incredible. So when I then had opportunities for doing things like Alpha, and I was like, why am I doing something in the Christian world, which is already bright and full of people that are light and salty like why do you need me to do that because that wasn't what you wanted me to do but actually it was all about learning my craft in the mm -hmm. secular world kind of building up that resilience <laughs> um mm -hmm. trusting god and then taking all of that to serve him in a place where christian media hasn't always been the greatest so being able to take a level of professionalism and an authority from the experience that i've had into that mm -hmm. world but then there was still a little bit of reluctance from me because I didn't feel qualified to share my faith publicly. I haven't been to theology school. I haven't read the Bible from beginning to end. Mm. You know, I didn't feel like I was completely the right person always to do it. But God doesn't want us to be perfect or to be the right person all the time. He just wants us to be willing to do things. And so I was willing to do it with the experience that I had, with the, the, um, the experience that I'd had in TV be able to take mm. it the things for the church and so then getting to now where I've had what 17 years been working in telly and then to get to lockdown where all of my jobs went so all the festivals like Big Church Day Out you mentioned before mm -hmm. um, they'd all just gone so everything that I was planning to do disappeared all my TV work. I was I was actually in the middle of filming in Glasgow for the BBC whilst as lockdown happened, so the series mm. got canned. Um, mm. So then I'm just like, okay, well now what do I do? Well, all of a sudden, all of these churches are like, oh my goodness, we need to put things online. We need someone to share a message. We need someone to do a kids' Bible story. We need this, that, and the other. And so I'm getting all these messages saying, Gemma, can you do this? Gemma, can you do that? And I'm just like, I get sat here in our spare bedroom and I've like broadcast around the world <laughs> over the last nine months, just yeah. sat on a futon <laughs> like in a spare room and been able to do the most incredible things. And so like the rest of the world, I've had to be a TV presenter, which mm. I've had 17 years practice to get to this point. So in yep. a way, like in winning, <laughs> which is incredible. And I've been able to see so many other people come through this time and be able to coach them through it. So I've yep. become an online coach helping people to, to actually present to this little dot they're looking mm. at that's a camera yep. on their iPad or on their computer or on their phone and, and actually 
build a relationship with the person on the other side of it and say this has been a completely new thing for me I mean I've done lots of presenter training in the past but not necessarily mm. how to combat zoom fatigue and still look <laughs> like you're enjoying yourself and, yeah, and people yeah. are able to connect with you and and being able to do that so it has changed completely and then to really answer your question I guess I've just been able to do a lot of hosting for our my own church and be able mm. to do things for that which has taken me out of my comfort zone I won't lie because I think <laughs> having been trained by the BBC working in secular television where you can't necessarily profess your faith quite so openly although mm -hmm. in this season I've started working for Songs of Praise so that's kind of like <laughs> the god irony which I love but yeah. so being able to really then share my faith openly in a live church service where the Holy Spirit moves mm -hmm. and prophetic words come or tears of joy or sorrow flow it's been I've had to unlearn a lot of my kind of presenter training and actually just mm -hmm. let real gemma flow and release again and so that's been difficult at times because i feel even more vulnerable on a very different level but like i said at the beginning it's all about being transparent and people seeing that i do also have those vulnerabilities and mm. being able to mm. want to inspire other people to to let themselves be free as well yeah. and that's such an encouragement because you know 17 years top of your game you know and uh, and you're still learning you're still growing you're still out on the water and i think that's such encouragement because um you know too many people i think with with social media and that comparison people can often feel so far behind they're so far away and and we're all, <laughs> we're all a work in progress right yeah oh absolutely i definitely have not got all my things together <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe tomorrow for one day of the year at least <laughs> yeah, yeah look, just a chill day tomorrow I think we can just plateau tomorrow we can just enjoy the day but it's funny because you talk about parenting and how it, that, that in itself has challenges I just realized that we're celebrating a birthday tomorrow and kids get mm. excited about birthday parties and and for me I feel like as an adult there's a, a childlikeness that has reawoken in me in terms of mm. Christmas being a birthday celebration mm. and like that's why i'm getting excited it's the birth of christ mm. jesus's birthday like it's gonna sing we're gonna sing happy birthday to jesus tomorrow in our house like yep. actually gonna do that and why not because they're celebrating a birthday and the whole world gets to celebrate if they choose to <laughs> mm. which yeah yeah even if they don't realize why they're celebrating they still like to celebrate christmas like how amazing is we will join you in that i think we will absolutely join you there's lots to celebrate and be thankful for um we talked about life verses mine's jeremiah 29 11 do you have one? Oh gosh yes and it's the one in timothy that talks about um and don't let people look down on you because you were mm. young yeah. and and even though i'm 38 now that has been something <laughs> that's been with me yeah. from being very young and I feel like I'm still young, girl, the mm. other people who often I feel inadequate in their company because of their mm. age and their wisdom, their authority. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to still. Mm. Like, and I don't need to hear that. Just be an example. Yeah. 
yeah and example also, as you are yeah and, and also I think sometimes challenge them to not feel like they mm-hmm. have a superiority because they're older and more experienced than why because they can still learn too and and I love that about the leadership in the church that I'm involved with that they definitely love the younger leaders and they mm. encourage the younger leaders and I also want to be one of those more mature leaders that encourages the next generation too and so I that verse is for me but it's also for me mm. to project other people mm. and who are younger in faith or younger in years. Mm. I think 30s is a really interesting time because I don't think you have the the validation of being wise by the older generation. And yet the younger generation go, you're old. You're definitely old. (laughs) So we're in this halfway house where we're trying to figure out who we are, what's important to us. We're not getting the validation from above. The the next generation are actually looking to us. And, you know, and I I just, again, further encouragement to you that that alpha series, you know, Christian media can take a can take a bit of a knock in sometime because it's not always the best. It's fantastic. It was brilliant. It was um, mm. meaningful stories, you know, and, and some of the places you got to visit too. Like, what was that like going to going to the homeland? And um, really, did you did you was it a was it was, was it a, did did you feel spirit while you were there? Oh, it was thick with Jesus. Mm. You just you can't help but feel so special knowing that your Lord and Saviour, whom you love and adore and whose life you want to emulate, you're actually walking in the places that he walked. Mm. And we stood and we looked out over the um, the Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, just look at what happened here. <laughs> This is incredible. Look at the stories that we we read about, the things that physically happened here. Looking at mm. Lake Galilee, and then and then thinking, hang on a minute. So there was a massive storm that happened on this lake, and yet it when you're standing there, like it's not that big. It must have been a huge storm for them to not be able to get across this thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, you don't realise that. And then just where Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount, and you're looking at he was so smart he literally chose like an amphitheater because it's just like a big dip and so of course mm. you're going to stand somewhere people are going to come in and listen to you and and your voice is going to be able to travel around people are going to hear you you're like yes look at this thing <laughs> just brilliant like you just think even more so what a legend jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so and do you know the funny thing is like there's a lot of talk about self-care out there self-care self-love and I'm really seeing that through scripture. It's like he's serving, he's serving, he's serving. And he just takes himself off to the mountains. <laughs> so he knew all about this self-care. You know, he would go and recharge. Yeah, and, and it's so important to do that. And I think that we're very good at not doing it because we feel, especially as parents, that we need to be on the go all the time. We're serving other people. We're trying to be the best mm-hmm. we can be for our other half or our family and and, and actually know to be the best you can be you need some time to look after yourself so that then you can give your best to those around you mm. and Jesus uh, and oh my goodness if Jesus was God in human form and he needed time out we're not God so we definitely need time out <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely um, I've loved having you back on I'd love to know what's giving you hope for 2021 I think it's like 
new beginnings, a fresh start, and but no pressure. Mm. And I think that so often we think about New Year, New Year's resolutions, and I won't be setting any because I just feel like I just want to mm. be open-minded to what's happening and to hold everything lightly. Um, and that's not because I don't care or it's just because I feel like it's better to be loved and hold, hold lightly. Mm. And because things are changing, times are changing, things that are out of our control. And, and I think in order to manage my mental health and my hope and my faith, then I just need to, to love well and to, to hold things lightly so that I don't feel disappointed or panic or worry. These are all going to happen, but <laughs> I feel like if I prepare myself to hold things lightly and just to give myself a bit of a break, then that's okay. Mm. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. We wish you well, your family well uh, for this Christmas time and beyond. Thank you so much. No, thank you. God bless you guys too. And, and all that you're doing, Ryan, you are such an inspiring guy and I love your story. I love your honesty. And I'm very honestly proud of you for what you've achieved. Keep going. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. There we go. Episode 111 with Gemma Hunt. I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation. I just love the the sense around hope and that hope has a name. If you have faith, I hope that's inspired you in some way. And if you have made it to the very end of this podcast and you haven't declared that you have a faith, I'd love to know what's kept you going to the very end of this podcast. I'd love to know what questions you have for me, for Gemma, for life feel free to message me. Connect with me on Instagram, DM me, email me at ryanbhartley at gmail.com. Either way, you've made it to the end of this podcast and I'd love to know why. I appreciate you. I look forward to hearing from you again soon. This is a two-way conversation. I'd love to hear from you and uh, come back next time. I appreciate you. Always love. Love.